0: We started with the aerospace because they were chasing accuracies. As you move into automotive, they are starting to talk to you about cycle time. As, of course, is the aerospace industry. We start to have those conversations with them each 10, 15, 20 years ago. We didn't have those conversations.
1: Hello and welcome to the MTD CNC podcast. I'm your host, Joe Reynolds, and I've got over 25 years experience in the metal cutting sector. Today, I'm pleased to invite somebody who's got as much experience, possibly even more than me in the industry, David Mould. David is the managing director of Blum Nova Test here in the UK and has been with the company quite some time. David, welcome to the show. Oh, how are you, Joe? Yeah, it's great to be with you. Yeah, thank you very much. So, yeah, just to start, you've been with the company 21 years, your LinkedIn profile tells me. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Quite a long time, really. Um, yes, um, started the, uh, with working for the German uh, company, the head office, in 99, um, when we then set up the UK operation in 2000. Yeah. Uh, so it's been a long time.
1: Yeah. And, and the technology, you'd have seen a lot in that 21 years.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I first started with Bloom, there was, um, we were talking sort of standard probing si- systems on machines, which obviously, uh, people are very familiar with. But if we look at the systems and, and where we are, we are today, um, yeah, there's been a huge, huge change and, uh, strategy in, in what we're, we're doing now.
1: Yeah, and on our travels, we see more and more your products, but just clear one thing up for us. A lot of people call you Blum rather than Bloom, but it is Bloom.
0: <laughs> yes, that's correct. Yeah, it, it, it's caused confusion for all, all the years we've been in operation, really. The official pronunciation is Bloom. and um, Many, many people out there know us as Blum, um, and often we'll get customers who will when we introduce ourselves as Bloom they kind of they don't recognize us until we say Blum and then oh yeah 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 Blum I know them so yes it's Bloom
1: <laughs> yeah I guess if they're placing an order they can call you whatever they want absolutely absolutely
0: <laughs> no we don't care <laughs> okay.
1: okay so for people aren't aware of Bloom or Blum um who are who are you and what do you offer the market
0: yeah, so we're um, we offer um, in-process uh, metrology solutions for the machine tool and manufacturing industries. So, um, for for many people, they will recognise it as tool setting systems and workpiece spindle probing systems. Um, so we've we've been doing that for over fifty years now. Um, the the entire emphasis is all on machine measurement, um, rather than post and pre measurement. Um, the strategy of what we believe is that um, if you manufacture the parts in the machine and check the parts while they're still in the machine, or check the tooling while it's, it's all uh, live in the machine, you get a much more accurate picture. You can make much more adjustments, um, and therefore every component coming off that machine is a good component.
1: Yeah. So, what 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 are you best known for in terms of products? Would it would it be the um, would it be the preset? Uh, sorry, would it be the um, setting probes?
0: Yeah, I think if you speak to people in in our industry, I think they will instantly recognize Bloom as being the the people who do the laser system, so the laser tool setting system. So for for more than 30 years now, we've uh, been producing and supplying a a product called Laser Control NT, which is uh, an optical system, uh, sits within the machining center, and it measures the cutting tool at the rotational speed that uh, that you're about to cut with, rather than presetting off the machine where you do it in a stationary uh, rotation and, and an unclamped state. So we we measure live, and I think people kind of know Bloom as a, as a company that provides the laser systems. But yeah, we have kind of developed a little bit further on since then.
1: Yeah, for sure. But the the um, the TC is it the TC50? It, that is, I see those. Yeah. It, not everywhere, obviously but I, I see lots of those in the field
0: good good i'm glad you're seeing lots of those yeah we, we we were obviously i said as i said there we we've produced the laser system for for well over 30 years now but it was probably um, maybe 10 12 years ago where we first started to um, sort of launch the the spindle probe uh, series, the TC series, as we call it, uh, we we did spindle probes prior to that. Um, they they uh, which we call the CNC probe. They we we supplied them mainly to to you know the big automotive machine manufacturers. You know the the likes of Heller and people like that. Um, but yeah, we kind of. 10, 12 years ago, we started to move more into the mainstream market and develop the TC series. And the TC fifty is um, is a multi-directional, non lobing probe system for quick part setup and for inspection of the part inside the machine.
1: Sure, I know. I know you just mentioned uh, automotive, but, but I see your product in a lot of aerospace manufacturers. Is that by accident?
0: Um, Well, probably, yeah, I I think in the early years of of, uh, setting up particularly the UK subsidiary, um, we we supplied probably 80% of our turnover was coming from the aerospace uh, sector. That's mostly because that's my personal background. That's where I came from. Um, So I knew that industry better. Um, That's the industry I'd, I'd sort of worked in for many years. I got the contacts there. So in the early days of setting up, uh, the UK subsidiary, it, it was kind of the, 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 uh, the most obvious area for me to start um, trying to, to move into our products into the market. So, so for many years, we, we, we and still today, the aerospace sector is very, very important for us. Um, they're looking for accuracies, um, you know, and so the, the kind of products that we produce are uh, ideally suited to that, really.
1: Yeah, an automotive, even more so than aerospace, they're chasing seconds, aren't they? So you've got fast products as well.
0: Exactly, yeah. So the, the, the difference, as I said, we, we started with the aerospace because um, they were chasing accuracies obviously um, as you move into uh, automotive then they still want the accuracies but they are mm-hmm. starting to talk to you about cycle time so much more as of course is the aerospace industry these days they're starting to mm-hmm. we start to have those conversations with them which perhaps you know 10 15 20 years ago we didn't have those conversations but yeah so we, we have to be conscious um of given the advantage of being able to check the tools or check the workpiece in the machine, but we have to do it very, very quickly um, to ensure that the machine is, uh, is machining their components as the customer say, the customer say, if it, if it's, uh, it's making me money when it's producing swarf, sort of, And that's what we're about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. Um, the products we've talked about so far, David, it's fair to say the majority of people that know your business will know of these products. Um, yeah. So, maybe if we move on to some of your newer products, the uh, the Digilog. Um, th- this is basically the next generation of in-cycle measurement from uh, Bloom Nova test. And the first product I came across, um, probably three, four years ago now, um, was the RG, was the roughness gauge. So if you can just t- tell us initially about um, Digilog as a series, but the roughness gauge to start with.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The um... Yeah, you're quite right. The, the next generation, really, of um, in-process measuring for machine tools um, is from our side. Is, is the Digilog family of products that we products that we uh, that we developed um, a fair few years ago now, but are now starting to really sort of penetrate into the market, and we're further developing. So essentially, Digilog is um, your traditional probe. If we go back to the traditional probes that people uh, probably are very familiar with and understand those products are digital products. So for a spindle probe, for instance, it's either triggered or it's not triggered. It's switched or it's not switched. It's on or it's off. It's a digital system. Um, People who use CMMs are probably more familiar with uh, probes that have an analog aspect to them. So not only are we triggering the probe, but we're also measuring how much the probe is triggered. So the more we, the more we trigger the probe, um, we, the more of a, a, a signal we give out. So an analog signal giving out. So the Digilog was a combination. Of both keeping a digital um, signal so we could use a probe for the standard setup of a part and, and quick feature checking, but also it added an analog aspect to it so we could measure, we could start to measure freeform surfaces, sort of five axis 3D surfaces. So we can really start to measure and scan components um, within a machine mm. now. So we can really check uh, dimensionally. What the what the part looks like on the machine to ensure it, it's correct, and then from that the Digilog sort of family grew really, and and we started to bring in different products um, to, to encompass it. And and the, the sort of the first major one or the, or the next major one really was the roughness gauge, um, what we call the RG probe. Um, so we can use it first of all to. Find the surface and um, so we can use it in, a, in as a traditional probe to identify where, where the surface is, but then when we move back onto the surface, deflect the probe, and we can drag the probe across the surface and we can measure what the surface finishes um, as, as we monitor that that ana- analog signal
1: okay so that that's really interesting that is so do you see a time where the non digital products because presumably there's a, there's a there's a premium for these products but do you see a time where you know the more entry-level products will disappear do you think or is it will there always be a market for a spindle probe
0: i think there will always be a market but i think more and more people um are moving into the high technology i mean if we think if we, if we sort of go back you know a, a number of years um there, there were people who adapted probing on machines who were the pioneers, and they were getting into the high-end technology, and there were people that still did it in the manual way, or or just didn't use them. Um, and today, now, I think the amount of people just using probing systems for tools and, and workpieces is extensive. So it's it's a shift, if you like. I think there will always be people who just require quick, very quick part setup, uh, and then just to check a few basic features, but. More and more people are looking, especially as we talk automation, so much more these days, and we're we're trying to get the UK uh, uh, market into uh, to be to become a more automated um, sector. And um, then this is technology that I think is going you're going to see more and more of.
1: Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I would agree for sure. And if we just take a step back before we move on to the next product, um, in layman's terms, digilog digital. You know, the digi and the log is digital and analog, yeah, an analog, yeah. Um, but essentially, analog is yes or no, on or off. But the um, the digital can give you a lot more information.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, the other way around. The digital, uh, is sorry, on. Yeah,
1: yeah. sorry, yeah, 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 Digital
0: is on or off, so yeah. that, that can so we can use the probe uh, to to just identify where the workpiece is and basic features by just triggering to say yes i'm triggered no i'm not but then the analog side is we can measure how much we're triggered basically so we can see what the form looks like or what the surface finish looks like uh, dimensionally or in, you know in, in, in other areas
1: mm-hmm. and you've also got the uh the tg61 which is a customer specific boring gauge essentially uh,
0: the tg61 is um is, is basically a temperature monitoring uh, monitoring system so um, so for customers, I mean, we, we control now um, the, the temperature of the machine tool uh, very accurately, or we can use our products to update um, temperature compensation, so where, where we are with the machine. But when we bring the next workpiece in, we finish workpiece number one, uh, we bring workpiece uh, number two in and load it in. Workpiece number two is now at a very different temperature to... Uh, to that of what the machine is and the tooling and all everything is already stabilized. So the TG61 is one of the Digilog family of project products that allows us now to measure the temperature of the workpiece and therefore put automated, automatic automatic adjustments in to compensate for a ch- that the workpiece is at a very different temperature to the rest of the machine in operation effectively. So it gives us much more accuracy and control to ensure the parts are staying within tolerance.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So the one where I think in time everybody will have this this style of in-cycle measurement, you know, the, the LC50, it's basically it's got LC vision integrated into it, and it's basically you a class that is your premium measurement, uh, premium laser measurement tool, but it's not just saying, yes, I've got a tool and that it's not broken. At, you can actually measure radius, you can measure tool wear potentially, and you know things like this, tool run out.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, it, it is, um, as I said, uh, towards the start of this, that um, we're we probably find we're known for what we call the laser control NT, which we've been producing for over 30 years. So once we developed the Digilog family of products, it was inevitable that we were going to bring in a laser system that that, um, that fell into that, that family of products. And that's what LC50 Digilog is effectively. So no longer, we, for, for many years, we've been able to set very accurately on the machine tool, very accurately, very quickly, the lengths and diameters of tools and check for breakage and wear. But because now the laser system also has the, the analog aspect to it, Um, we can now start to gather much more information of the cutting tool in much, much faster times than than we've ever been able to do before. So typically for us to set a tool length and diameter and and do a cutting edge check with a tool on our laser control system, we would do exactly the same check on the LC50 DigiLog in about 60% uh, uh, faster than, than with the previous system. So now we can do things much, much, much quicker. But the, r- the real advantage of the LC50 is, as you say, it, it is the software suite that comes with that, which we call the LC Vision. Um, and we, with this now, we can start to really look at the shape of the tool, the form of the tool, and we can compensate it, it is, as best fit or full five axis or just in length, just in diameter, so we can, there's so much more compensation we can make now to ensure that we really see a picture of what the tool is and we adjust automatically um, to, to the best scenario to give us the best machine component to come off the machine.
1: Yeah, and you're saying all that, me making it sound really complicated and I'm sure it is, but actually from an operator's perspective, this it takes no time at all and there's little or no programming.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't want to make it sound complicated to the user because it's definitely not. But um, it, it, it's obviously a very complicated um, solution that's integrated within the machine. But, but for a user, uh, it's fully automated. Basically, the laser sits within the machining area, they call the cycle and then um, the system will measure, look at where we're at, and fully automate automatically comp- make the compensations and adjustments on the machine. So the operator's involvement is is literally to call the cycle. That's it. That's uh, that's job done. The, in, in, the, the in goes the- behind it is a bit complex, definitely. yeah.
1: And the other thing to point out these if you haven 't seen these lasers they don 't take up a lot of room. they sit on the outside of your machining envelope maybe maybe even on a trunnion on a on a five axis machine so they' they don't get in the way
0: yeah, yeah, we obviously have to find a location within a machine, particularly for retrofitting it It depends if we 're retrofitting or whether it's coming in as a factory fitted solution but um yeah we we uh, we five axis typical five axis on many machines that you will see. That they're mounted on the rear of the trunnion, um, so while you're machining, it's tucked well out of the way. Um, it's completely protected from from the environment. You know, machine tools are pretty harsh environments, but we have a very advanced um, shutter system on the front, which seals the optics and keeps the optics absolutely in perfect condition. Um, and yeah, they they they're just called into play when you when you need them.
1: Yeah, and now so I want to talk about one of your niche products. Um, I think it's the, is it the BG sixty, the one you use for in the automotive in the automotive yes. sector. Yeah, it's a, that's a really really clever system.
0: Yeah, so we've had uh, bore gauges. So that these are products that are uh, intended for very accurate, independent uh, measurement of critical uh, bores, bore diameters. And um, so we've had this. We've had the BG products for for many many years, but obviously as we developed into the digilog uh, sort of family of products then these the bore gauges and particularly the BG60 or 61 as we call them were the obvious sort of integration into that because uh, again it's it is a full analog measurement of, of the bore so we're not only checking diameter but circularity concentricity position so we can measure many many features of the uh, of, a, of, of um, critical bores in machines yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and the uh, the final product I I want to talk about it's um yeah it, it's it's very clever it, it's like a collaboration between you and, and Comet, and it's uh, called the Complex um, Spindle Head, but I would I would class it as a, an adjustable boring head.
0: Yeah, um, I think if it, from from our German head office and our German colleagues, they they refer to it as a spindle head, but it's it's what we would know know as um, a boring tool, um, adjustable boring tool. Um, but we worked together in collaboration with um, Sarah Tizit. It's together with Comet, who is linked to Seratizit. Um, and uh, they, they produced uh, an adjustable, boring tool. Um, but obviously, in order for that system to be able to be used in machines and, and to provide a real automated solution, you need to be able to measure accurately the bore the, the that you're measuring, uh, that you want you wish to cut. So... We worked together, and we provide the measurement side of, of the uh, application, and uh, it Comet provide the the, um, mm-hmm. the actual boring tool itself. Um, and the principle is all the all the radio communication is is from Bloom, um, so the receiver in the machine, uh, the communication to the measuring device, and the measuring device is obviously Bloom, but the the, the communication part of the Tool, the boring tool is is Bloom. Um, so the, the, we can take a measurement of the bore and we can do an automated calculation of how far away we are from uh, what is required for that for that bore. And then the, the system will send a signal to the boring tool um, to adjust it as required. And then the cut is taken. And um, then we do a final check to ensure that actually the bore is where we expect it to be. So it's a complete closed-loop solution. Um, We we check it, we make an automated adjustment, machine it, and and a final check if if required to ensure it's correct. And it's a nice, really neat, very quick automated solution that kind of fits in uh, where, where a lot of people are wanting to go these days and talking about these days.
1: Yeah, exactly. People wanting parts off complete, dare I say it, more automation, production lines. So, you know, there's not always an operator present. So, exactly, yeah. You know, maybe you don't need one in this scenario. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's, it's all about. I think where, where the whole Digilog uh, family of projects uh, products are going now is 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 about the, the buzzword that everyone's talking about. I think it was last year, or was it even the year before. The big buzzword was Industry 4.0 and um, we are all talking automation now we're all about being able to ensure that every component that comes off a machine is a good component we're not we don't we, we certainly don't want to scrap any components that's a no no mm-hmm. but we don't want to be reworking components as well um particularly when we look at these days, another buzzword and, and something that's happening a lot is reshoring and trying to bring production back to the UK. And, and that's a great thing. I, I, I certainly think that is a, a definite way forward. But it is about making sure that we, we can produce those parts right first time, not having to rework, certainly not having to scrap. So therefore having an automated solution that can automatically adjust itself to keep making sure that we're always on our tolerance on our target positions.
1: Yeah, no, I, I concur. No, it makes makes a lot of sense. So we talked about some of your uh, legacy products, call it. We talked about Digilog. Um, what's next from Blumnova Test?
0: Well, I think um, the I think the, the Digilog range of products is going to expand. Really, I think there's going to be more and more. I, I mentioned earlier that with the with the laser system, the LC50 Digilog. Um, it comes with a software suite um, uh, a windows based software suite called LC vision that gives us so much more functionality. We've already got um, cycles. We're, we're writing cycles on that for uh, grinding wheel measurement. Um, we have um, spindle check-in now, so we can use the laser system uh, for actually checking the spindle. Um, so it's almost like a service tool really when you do your annual service of your machine, Uh, you can also uh, do a check, an annual check, or a periodic check of of the status of the spindle. So you can see now if there's some damage, if there's some wear. So rather than what traditionally would happen is at some point your spindle would give up and you would have to get your service agent in to repair or exchange so you would lose in production. Now you can check and you can see if the spindle is starting to to show signs of, of an issue. So you can schedule in uh, in your production to, to best suit um, what what uh, you know of getting that spindle repaired. So there'll be more applications along that line, and and I think the the, um, the software suites will will sort of expand also into the into the TC spindle probe products, the BG bore gauge products, um, to to give you f- much more functionality. Of, of what you can check and what you can control and what you can automatically adjust mm. within the machine tool.
1: Yeah, that to me that all makes a lot of sense. And, and Blum, you've gone through year-on-year growth recently. Obviously, you've wasn't too long ago you moved into a new purpose-built facility. Um, how are you finding the market at the moment?
0: it's yeah obviously you know we we've gone through fairly tough times but we've we've kept our head above water and we've done uh, in in relative terms we've 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 been quite pleased with the um, with, with the level of business that we've had we are now starting to see things really start to get uh, busier the, the the phones ringing much more again we we uh, I think the, the level of quotation that we've got out at the moment is is incredibly high so there's a lot of projects that we know people are talking about. Um, I, I think once once people press the, the green light to, to start sort of, uh, you know, really ad- adapting some of these projects, then I think it could be incredibly busy. But the, the situation's, yeah, not not too bad at all. It's, it's doing very nicely, I think.
1: Brilliant. Well... Great catching up with you, David. It'll be, uh, hopefully, catch you face-to-face soon. Appreciate your time. But uh, more importantly, thank you to everybody at home for listening. And we will see you all soon. Thanks for listening to the MTD Podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.